praise the name of Yeshua. Well, today I've just been uh, pressing in on prayer and just, you know, look, we're, uh, we're going through a whole process of truly understanding the importance of the kingdom and the impact that it makes upon our lives. So we're going to press into the word here tonight and just, uh, you know, just lay a foundation and just be led by the Ruach HaKodesh as we do that. So, Father, I want to thank you for this day. I thank you, Father, that we can come together around your word, that your word is truth. And your promises are yes and amen. And more than anything, Father, we want to be connected to your promises. Father, we pray that uh, the blindfold is off our eyes, that we have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts that understand. I pray, Father, that you bring us in to clear revelation and understanding of your word. And if there's things within our lives and doctrines and things that we believe because of what man has told us, help us to establish truth according to the word that we can walk together as the people of Yehovah, walking in your presence and living in your kingdom in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. Right. So let me just find where we're here. I just had my page closed. Hold on. Uh, Is it this one here? Uh-huh. There we go. Okay, so tonight what we're going to be talking about is Yeshua's kingdom. And the reason I wanted to share uh, from this perspective, uh, I wanted to just really put a strong emphasis on what should be our focus as we seek to follow Yehovah, because we have been supernaturally transformed and changed. And many people within the body of Messiah today, they have a problem with witnessing. They have a problem with sharing the gospel of the kingdom. And I really believe that a lot of that um, is because we don't understand what the gospel is, what we should be sharing. And I want to open up in John chapter 1, verse 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with Elohim, and the Word was Elohim. He was with Elohim in the beginning. Through Him all things were made, with um, all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made in him was life and that life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness but the darkness has not understood it there came a man who was sent from Elohim his name was John he came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe he himself was not the light he came only as a witness to the light the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world he was in the world and though the world was made through him the world did not recognize him he came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him yet to all who received him to those whom who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of Elohim, children born not of natural descent, nor of human dissension or a husband's will, but born of Elohim. The word became flesh and made its dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cries out, saying, This was he whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moshe. Grace and truth came through Yeshua, the Messiah. No one has ever seen Elohim, but Elohim, the one and only who is at the Father's right side, has made him known. Hallelujah. What an amazing portion of Scripture in opening to the book of John. And what I love about this is we go back to the understanding to identify where Yeshua comes from. He was in the beginning. He was right there at the beginning. He was involved in creation. You know, he, he wasn't born... 
uh, of natural descent or human dissension or a husband's will, but born of Elohim. And what's important about that is, you know, you, you see about how he is born. And then it comes to the, the section in verse 17. For the law was given through Moshe. Grace and truth came through Yeshua, the Messiah. Now, if we are Torah observant believers uh, in Messiah, then what does that mean? It means we're looking to the Torah to identify Yeshua. We're not looking to be caught up with that, which is represented of in the flesh, but we're looking to that which is born of the promise. That's why we can go through the Torah and we can recognize who he is, that we can stand upon the promises. We also see the fulfillment of who Yeshua is, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. He is the seed of a woman. He's the seed of Abraham, as we talked about in the last newsletter uh, on Crossing Point. That's Genesis chapter 12. He came from the tribe of Judah, Genesis 49, verse 10. And what's important about that portion of Scripture, it talks about the scepter being with Judah until, until the one who it belongs to comes. So Judah does not hold the scepter today. In fact, what we witness here in the land of Israel right now, it's not, uh, you know, it's modern day Zionism. It's not biblical Zionism. What we see here in the land isn't a representation of Yeshua, the Messiah. And even when we see salvation coming to the land, it's not the full representation of Yeshua and his kingdom. So, you know, what type of things do we understand about Yeshua? John chapter 3, verse 16, a verse that we all love. For Elohim so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So we understand, uh, you know, uh, what takes place in the beginning, that the answer comes through Yeshua. So if we are going to be connected with Yehovah, if we are going to uh, be living in the kingdom, what have we got to do? We have got to receive the Messiah. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And what we understand is by grace, and that's what we see here uh, being uh, spoken, uh, you know, at the end of this portion of John chapter 1 that we were just reading. It is by grace. You know, he has come through grace and truth. But what type of truth are we talking about? It's not just uh, any truth, but it's saving truth. It's the truth that comes from Yehovah concerning his promises that brings forth life. It's not just any truth. It's not just uh, the truth that, you know, my car can do 60 miles an hour. Well, that's a truth, but it's not a life-changing truth. <laughs> well, it might get me places faster, you know, but it's not a truth that's going to bring uh, um, uh, freedom to my life. You know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's what we find in Yeshua. We find a truth that sets us free. This is more powerful even than what Moses brought to the the children of Elohim. Why? Because when the father brought the children of Israel up out of Egypt, he brought them out uh, to the mountain for what purpose? For marriage, so that he could pour out the Ruach HaKodesh upon them so that Messiah could marry them. They would walk in the fullness and they broke that covenant. And what did the father say? Step aside, I'll wipe them all out and I'll start again with you, Moshe. And Moshe is like, Moses is like, no, 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 you're not going to start with me. You're going to have to work this out because how will all the nations see you if you just smite these people? But what do we understand uh, through uh, the Exodus story that only two people uh, left the wilderness and came into the promise, Joshua and Caleb. Why only two people? Because of the mumbling, uh, mumbling and complaining. They did not believe. They refused to walk in the promise. They refused to receive. And in their sin, 
and then their uh, failure with the golden calf, uh, after coming under the blood, what took place? There had to be, there had to be uh, an atonement that would take place. Now we know that there's so much fulfilled in Messiah. He is our atoning sacrifice. So we're not just waiting for the day of atonement in the fall feast to come so that we can receive atonement once a year because Yeshua is the final sacrifice. We don't need another sacrifice. He has paid it all for you and for me. He is the Passover lamb. And, you know, I was just thinking of that scripture. I just want to bring it up right now, actually. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 16. Let's just turn there. Uh, in the scriptures. Look, it's going to be a kind of all over the place here today. Um, I'm not, I'm just going to flow with what I feel to share today. So, you know, it's not, not going to be ordered. Not that it ever is anyway. <laughs> As we just want to edify and build the body of Messiah in the truth. But it says in verse 14 of Jeremiah chapter 16. However, the days are coming, declares Yehovah. When men will no longer say, as surely as the Lord lives, who brought the Israelites up out of Egypt, but they will say, as surely as the Lord lives, who brought the Israelites up out of the land of the north and out of all the countries where he had banished them. For I will restore them to the land uh, I gave their forefathers. Now, when we see this portion of scripture, what we recognize and what we are reading here, there's a day coming. The days are coming when men will no longer say, they're not going to talk about the first exodus because of what's taking place. And, you know, I, I just felt like uh, as, I, as I meditate on this and I, and I look at how we do Passover and at the center of our table, what we have is a, a lamb at the center of our table. So we have everything to do with uh, the Red Sea crossing, uh, the plagues, and that's all played out, uh, you know, as a story across our Passover table. But either at the head of the table or at the center, depends on how we've got the table set up, we have the Lamb. Why? Because we recognize who Yeshua is and what he has done. And, you know, can this be that, uh, you know... We, we want to push that we'll no longer talk about the first exodus. We want to throw that up to some other day when we see everyone returning back to the land. But the more I'm studying the scripture and the more I'm pressed in, I'm saying, you know what? Every time we do Passover, the rejoicing is over the Lamb. We're no longer talking about, well, just coming out of Egypt. And we see the blessings of the kingdom coming out of Egypt. And it's amazing. It is so encouraging. Why? We see the manifestation of the kingdom manifested on the earth. So that which is of above is manifesting on the earth. Hallelujah. Pillar of cloud by day, fire by night. You know, your clothes grow, the manna's coming down from heaven each day, the provision of Yahovah. Everything is met. They are looked after, they are protected in every way that you can imagine. And it's such a beautiful story. But you know, it's not just a story, it's a living reality. And for your life and for my life today, how are we living? Are we living in the kingdom? What fears are you facing? What difficult challenges are set before you? How are you going to move forward today? There's only one way you can move forward, and that is in Yeshua, the Messiah. You've got to uh, receive him and walk in his kingdom. And then the, the authority of Yehovah will be upon your life to bring you through. It doesn't matter what you face. You are called to be an overcomer. What did Yeshua say? I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. So what's the biggest hindrance that mankind faces? And that is that they want to be in control of their life and they want to have an order that they understand according to their plans and the things that they want to see accomplished. But the scriptures clearly tell us that we have got to present our body is a living sacrifice. We have to come to that place where we say, it's no longer I that live, 
but it's Messiah living in me. If you want to receive the fullness of life, you have to live the life that the Father has called you to live. You know what it's like when, when you see someone walking in their natural talents and abilities that God has given them. It's so easy for them. They can walk in it. You know, a fish swimming is not difficult. But, you know, you want to learn to swim, you've got to go to the swimming pool and have swimming lessons because it's not natural for you to do that. But when you walk in the ways of Yahovah, when you give your life to Yeshua, when you receive the Ruach HaKodesh, His Holy Spirit, He will empower you to live this life. He will enable you to live a life that is more abundant. Yeshua says, come unto me, all you who are heavy burdened. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for my yoke is easy. What's he talking about? Uh, those Pharisees don't get caught up in their yoke because their yoke's not easy. They've got all these rules and regulations that you've got to go through. But when you come to me, my yoke is easy. Learn from me. We're called to be disciples of Yeshua. We've got to get to that place where we recognize who he is, that he is the one that is uh, the, the one of promise. Hallelujah. So we stand upon the promises of Yahovah. Hallelujah. Uh, I was just thinking of, of the scripture in Matthew chapter 6. It says, seek first the kingdom of of Elohim and his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. So what's it talking about before that verse? You can go back and read it in Matthew chapter 6. It's dealing with your anxiety. It's dealing with your fears. It's, well, worry if you're, you know, whatever you're going through. But, you know, what is Yeshua's kingdom? It's entrance into everything that you were created to be. It's coming to that place where we recognize, you know, it's not about my vision and what I want. It's about the will of Yehovah. How do I walk in the kingdom? How do I live in the kingdom? How do I apply the kingdom? Hallelujah. In John chapter 18, uh, turn there actually, John 18. Praise the name of Yeshua. I hope you're being encouraged with this word today. I'm doing one page at a time all the way to John chapter 18. <laughs> hey, oh, don't we love the word? Hallelujah. In verse uh, 36, this is what it says. My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants uh, would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews, but my kingdom is from another place. So where is Yeshua's kingdom? You know, and this is what he's sharing before Pilate. He's making a declaration. My kingdom is not from here. And I was in the book of uh, Hebrews. My finger was in it and I lost the page. Doesn't matter. Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, you know, one of the most impacting scriptures for me, living here in the land of Israel, walking the land of Israel, is the attitude and the faith of Abraham. And what did he say? By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place, reading from verse 8 of Hebrews chapter 11, that he would later... Uh, receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Hallelujah. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him for the same promise. So there he is. He is living in the land. He is, he is here. He made his home in the promised land. But in verse 10, for he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder was Elohim. That's why he was living in a tent. He's like, I'm not building myself in the promised land based on my kingdom, but I'm going to build everything that's based on your kingdom, Father. And that's why he said to the other kings who wanted to give things to him, he says, now listen, it will never be known that my prosperity and my blessings came from your hands. 
No, no. My blessings and everything I have will come from my Father, from my God. Hallelujah. And this is what the Father wants you to get hold of today, that we are not looking for a kingdom that's here on earth. So what type of kingdom do we see here on earth? We see that which is built on the flesh, but, you know, the Lord's Prayer, uh, you know, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. You are magnified, you are lifted up, your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. May your kingdom come, may your will be done. And this is the reason why we are uh, still on the earth after salvation, that we will be carriers of the kingdom, that we will bring the kingdom. Never forget this. This is so important. We're not called to build that which is of the flesh, but we're called to build that which is of the promise. Hallelujah. So we're not following, uh, you know, uh, the, the fleshly order of the covenant, because the covenants that we see within the Torah that were brought through, we understand in Jeremiah chapter 31 that there's a new covenant that is coming forth. And this new covenant, you know, uh, I, I used to call it the renewed covenant until I started to really study you know, well, who, who told me to say renewed covenant? Well, it's um, um, Hadash, um, Chodesh for the month in Hebrew, Hadash for new. It means renewed. And, uh, you know, just like it's the Hadash moon, it's the new moon. So what do we say? It's, we know it's a renewed moon because God's not making another moon. But when we look at the scripture of the promise of the covenant in Jeremiah chapter 31, it says, A time is coming, declares Yehovah, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their forefathers. So if it's just renewing, it's just becoming like what it was. But it doesn't say that. It will not be like the one I made with the forefathers. Because what we're going to see is we're going to see the covenant of promise that will bring us into the kingdom of Yehovah. And this kingdom was offered to Israel at Mount Sinai. This kingdom was given to them. But they broke that covenant and they weren't able to walk in the fullness. And you know what? Before the foundations of the earth, Messiah already died. He died before the creation. So the Father knew what was going to take place. He knew how man was going to respond. He knew the sin of what was going to happen with man. Look at Abraham, even from the place of the promise. He still couldn't work out how Sarah, Sarah wasn't with child and, you know, 100 years old, you know, before Isaac came forth. So what did Sarah say? Well, go sleep with Hagar and have a child with her, Ishmael. So he's born of the flesh. He's not born of the promise. And we see that in Galatians, isn't it? Galatians, um, Galatians chapter 4, I think, if I remember correctly. Just scrolling now. Um, so what we see is we see, I'll turn to that scripture uh, in a second here, but we, we see in Jeremiah chapter 31, it's a new covenant. It's not like the one before. Why? When I took them by the hand, led them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them, declares Jehovah. It was a marriage covenant, but they broke it. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares Jehovah. I will put my law in their minds. I will write it on their hearts. I will be their Elohim and they will be my people. No longer will man teach his neighbor or a man his, his, or his brother saying, No, Yehovah, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares Yehovah. Then he says this, For I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sin no more. Let me ask you a question as we look at that scripture. For I will forgive their wickedness and I'll remember their sin no more. Where do we see that taking place? We see that in the life of Yeshua because he became 
our Passover lamb. He was the one, his blood was shed for us. He was that atoning sacrifice for us. He paid the price once and for all because when we look at the comparison, the book of Hebrews on, you know, the Levitical priesthood to the order of Melchizedek, we see, you know, a huge difference between both. What is Yeshua? He is superior. And, you know, I really believe this is key. If we're going to evangelize and make a difference in the world, we don't go out preaching the feasts. We don't go out telling people about, you know, follow the feasts unto salvation. No, it's not your works. It's not doing the feasts that bring you unto salvation. Say, uh, faith comes, uh, <laughs> salvation, you know, comes by grace uh, and grace alone. It doesn't come by our works or the things that we do. So what do we see? We see within the new, we see the freedom in Messiah that comes forth. I, Isaac is born of the promise. We see the difference from Ishmael born of the flesh, Isaac born of the promise. So it's not about what you do or what you can accomplish for Yahovah. I'll never forget the day when I was uh, running my businesses back in my early 20s. And, um, the, you know, there's one day the Holy Spirit spoke to me and I'd be up early in the morning praying and everything. And I was so focused on my businesses and making wealth to be a blessing for the kingdom of Yahovah. Then one day the Holy Spirit said this to me. He said, Kenny, it's not your money I want. It's you. And it was, wow. I didn't realize that I was so caught up in doing the works to establish the kingdom that I was being disconnected in the presence of Yahovah. And I had to align my life, had to align my businesses, had to align my functions, uh, you know, to be in line with the kingdom of Yeshua. And that's where we have got to be. So we have Mount Sinai uh, from the basis of the flesh. We have Mount Zion. You know, modern-day Zionism. Why am I not a modern-day Zionist? Because living in the land of Israel, I don't see the fulfillment of the promises uh, you know, in accordance with the setup of the nation we have today, this is not what I'm looking for. So I can live in Israel, but I'm living in a temporary dwelling. Why? Because I'm looking for that city that's not made by uh, human hands. I'm looking for that kingdom to come, his will to be done, to be established on the earth. Our sins are forgiven. Well, obviously in Jeremiah chapter 31, the forgiveness of our sins and dealing with wickedness, we also see that in, uh, you know, one of my favorite scriptures, Deuteronomy chapter 30. If you hang around uh, with uh, myself on these broadcasts, you know, some, I actually took a break reading that. I thought, man, I, better, I read this all the time, but it's so important. It says, when all these blessings and curses I've set before you come upon you and you take them to heart, wherever Yehovah your Elohim disperses you among the nations. So what's Moses saying? I've given you all these blessings and all these curses, but you know what? You're a stiff-necked people. You're going to disobey God. You're going to be cast into the nations. But when you, <laughs> when you change your heart, once you get these things in order, you know, these blessings, you can receive them. You can pick them up. Verse 2, um, and when you and your children return to Yehovah, your Elohim, and obey him with all of your heart and with all of your soul, according to everything I command you today, then Yehovah, your Elohim, will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you. He will gather you again from all the nations where he scattered you. And we deal with the blessings that belongs to Israel. We deal with the promises. It talks about in verse 6, the circumcision of the heart. And, you know, many people just think, well, yeah, it's just a New Testament thing that's taking place. Now, what are we seeing? We're seeing the Messiah manifesting here. What riches do you want to have today? Do you want riches of this world system? Or do we want riches of the kingdom 
of Yahovah, that we will stand upon his promises. Hallelujah. So we stand upon his promises. We recognize who he is. We recognize that that we are called to be gathered in. And uh, I was just thinking about that uh, scripture in Isaiah. Um, as we are talking about the covenant in Jeremiah 31, um, I love this scripture because we're also talking about that which is of the flesh, that which is of the spirit. I'm not looking for a kingdom on this earth. So if we only focus on the restoration of natural Israel, what do you have? You just have something of the flesh. But as believers in Messiah, are we investing in the kingdom of Yeshua? Are we investing in what he has called us to? So this I'm going to read out of Isaiah. This is messianic scriptures that I'm reading. Sing, O barren woman, you who have never bore a child. Burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says Yahovah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? More of the woman. Why? Because the only way you're going to see birth, you're going to see blessing, is through the promises of Yahovah. And that uh, links to 1 Samuel chapter 2, where we see um, Hannah in that place of prayer to give me a child, I will give this child unto you. The child of the promise comes forth. And then there was abundance of blessing that came into her life after she uh, gave Samuel unto Yehovah at the temple of Yehovah. In verse 2, it says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. What do we see here? Enlarge the place of your tent. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So if we're going to see growth, if we're going to see the supernatural blessings that comes forth from Yahovah, how's that going to take place? It's going to take place by us sharing Yeshua's kingdom to this generation. So we've got to stand upon the promises of Yahovah. His promises are yes and amen, and we celebrate the victory that we have in him. So uh, Jeremiah chapter 23. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just blowing things out as the Holy Spirit just directs me here. Um, on a few scriptures in verse uh, verse 8 but they will say as surely as Yahovah lives who brought the descendants of Israel up out of the land of the north out of all the countries where he had banished them then they will live in their own land so you know it's getting to that place that we recognize that the Father is bringing us to the place of our own land. And what do we see at the beginning of this chapter in 23 in the book of Jeremiah? It says, Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep. They're bringing uh, a different gospel. They're, they're not caring for the needs of the people. It doesn't matter to them if they're bringing forth the, the truth that will set you free. <laughs> no, it's all about themselves and what they are receiving and what they are getting. So it says in verse 3, I myself will gather a remnant of the flock out of all the countries where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their pasture where they will be fruitful and increase in number. I will place shepherds over them who will tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing, declares Yehovah. And what do we see Yeshua doing? He has compassion on the people. He says they are like sheep without a shepherd. They're like sheep without a shepherd. And, you know, the Father is calling us to have a clear understanding on who Yeshua is. But how do we share the gospel? 
What are the key steps we use to share the gospel, to understand who the Messiah is? And my encouragement is that we get so full of Yeshua, so focused on Yeshua, that we will see the manifestation of the kingdom as we share. This is why if you preach the gospel of the kingdom, signs and wonders will follow. The sick will be healed. The lame will be restored. The blind will see. Those who are in prison will be set free. You might feel like you're in bondage right now, but in Yeshua's name, be set free right now. Hallelujah. You don't have to wait. You can receive the victory right now in Yeshua. He has already shed his blood. He's already risen from the dead. Hallelujah. <laughs> he is not dead. He is alive. John, uh, um, uh, Luke chapter 17. He was being asked by the Pharisees, verse 20, when the kingdom of Elohim would come, he answered them, the kingdom of Elohim is not coming with signs uh, to be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is or there it is. For behold, the kingdom of Elohim is in the midst of you. It is here. So it's not about when's the kingdom coming. What did Yeshua say? He says, I'm bringing the kingdom. The kingdom is here. Mark chapter 1 and verse 15. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of Elohim is at hand. Repent and believe in this good news. Believe the gospel. The kingdom. It's, it's, it's fulfilled. This is the time. The kingdom is here. You are born again of the Spirit. Hallelujah. You are living stones, part of the commonwealth of Israel. Praise the name of Yeshua. We have a covenant promise. We're walking in the fullness of the promise. We can receive the kingdom. So if we're going to see the miracles and the transformation taking place, we've got to activate the kingdom within our lives. But if we're so focused on that which is in the flesh, we're going to miss the promises of Yahovah. I loved our time on our Zoom call, uh, focusing on prayer uh, last Sunday. And just as I mentioned that, there'll be no Zoom call tomorrow. So for those of you who join us, there'll be no Zoom call. Uh, it's my wedding anniversary tomorrow, 29 years. So I will not uh, be available for the, the Zoom call tomorrow. So we're just going to put it on to next week. But last week, as we talked on prayer and we pressed in, it was coming to that place where we recognize prayer is powerful. And you might think, well, you know, well, I'll, I'll pray for you. And, you know, what type of effect does that have? I, I, you know, Lola, she shared about our book of answered prayers. And she took the book everywhere she went. And because she saw so many answered prayers take place, it filled a whole book of answered prayer. This is how real Yehovah is. He wants you to have the testimonies. You overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Your testimony is powerful. It is time for us to understand the importance of the kingdom of Yehovah. Matthew chapter 16. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound uh, in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So we speak the authority of the kingdom. So if you're sick right now, place your hands on the part of your body where you're sick. We're going to pray for you right here, right now. Father, we just want to proclaim supernatural healing. It is by your stripes we are healed. Just receive the power of the Holy Spirit, the healing power of Yeshua over your life right now. You might just think this is crazy. What are you talking about? Listen, Yeshua is real and he is healing you right now. Just say right now, speak out loud. Say, Yeshua, thank you for healing me. Thank you for setting me free. We speak to tumors to shrivel up and die in Yeshua's name. We speak to those who are suffering with, with viruses, if it's COVID or other viruses. Leave our bodies now in Yeshua's name. Viruses go in Yeshua's name.
there is power in the name of Yeshua. There's authority in the kingdom of Yahovah. Hallelujah. We're called to proclaim the kingdom of Elohim. We're called to teach about Yeshua the Messiah with all boldness and without hindrances. That's Acts chapter 28 verse 31. Proclaim the kingdom. And I speak a lot about the importance of proclamation. And some people are scared to do it. Listen, if you have religion and you're just going through the motions of 12 steps to success, 14 steps to breakthrough, <laughs> look, you can do all of that, but you can skip all of that if you will surrender to Yeshua and to his kingdom. I want to see his kingdom come. His will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're proclaiming. We want to find that place within the kingdom. When, he, when Yeshua was being challenged by the Pharisees, they're like, oh man, you cast out demons by Beelzebub. And what did he say? He said, then the kingdom, uh, he says, but if, if it is by the spirit of Elohim that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of Elohim has come upon you. And that's what I want us to get hold of tonight. We're not waiting for the kingdom to come. We are called to manifest the kingdom through our lives. So you don't have to <clears throat> cross the seas. You don't have to go up to the high places. You know, you ever seen those people getting in helicopters to get to the high places over cities so they can pray and deal with the principalities? Let me tell you something. You don't have to do that. You can pray right where you are and take authority over those principalities and see the will of Yahovah established. Hallelujah. What does it say in Matthew 5? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So it's not in your muscle, it's not in your natural strength, or even in your ability. It's in your submission to Yahovah. And if there's one thing I want you to get hold of on what we're sharing on Yeshua's kingdom, it's this. Submit to God. Resist the devil. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. You've got to come to that place of submission before him because it is prideful to say it's your life. It's prideful for you to live your life. You want to do it your way? Okay, you do it your way. But guess what? You're not going to have the protection. You're not going to have the blessings. Well, brother, you don't know what I've been through. I'm standing on the promise. I haven't seen this. I haven't seen that. You know, Yeshua is the way maker. He is the one who makes a way. I was, I was thinking of that song, way maker, um, promise keeper. Uh, I can't remember all the words right now. So much going on in my head right now as I'm thinking on the kingdom. Um, he's the light in the darkness. So what was I thinking of the words there? Um, when, when you're not seeing things happen, you understand that God is working behind the scenes. So what are you going to believe? The promises of Yahovah or what your head is telling you or what you witness in the flesh? Well, I'm just standing on what I see manifest in front of me. If you are before Yahovah and walking in His promises, it doesn't matter what is before you. It doesn't matter what battles you face or what you think. There's a day coming when the blessings will overtake you. There's a day coming when the fullness of what Yahovah has for you will be in your life. You will see the abundance of... Of the, of the provision, the abundance of the blessings of Yahovah in every aspect of your life. If you lose your life, you will gain your life. If you want to gain your life to yourself, you will lose your life. Because this world won't treat nicely, won't treat you nicely. This world will beat you up, will abuse you, but come to Yeshua. And He will rescue you. He will comfort you. He will empower you. He will en enable you to be effective for His kingdom. So in John 3, what does it talk about? Truly I say unto you, unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of Yahovah. 
If you're not born again, you can't see it, you can't understand it. And we have got to get to that place where we understand the power of what it truly means to walk in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Uh, Luke 17, um, it says, Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of Elohim is in the midst of you. His kingdom is here. And, you know, you might have to write it down, write it on your cell phone. Maybe you need to text it to someone, send them a message. Yeshua's kingdom is here. Are you receiving the blessings and the promises of the kingdom? Listen, every single one of us needs help to live this life. You can't live this life on your own. If you gain the world and you gain everything that you have in this world but lose your soul, what does it matter? So you might think, well, you know, I can live this life. I can do what I like. Yeah, you can do all that. But, you know, you, you don't have an eternal perspective and that's what the father wants us to have today he wants us to understand the eternal perspective that you are born for such a time as this you were born today for such a time as this even in the midst of all these pandemics and everything that's taken place you are born for such a time as this and there's conditions to living in the kingdom and, uh, you know, we need to study what those conditions are. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So we've got to be people who are doing the will of Yehovah. And let me, let me tell you something. It's not that we are saved by grace and by works. Your salvation comes by grace alone. So why do we do the works? Why do we do the works to receive the, the kingdom? Because it's the overflow of what Messiah is doing within us. So we're not doing it as an unto salvation. We're doing it because we love. If you love me, obey my commands, walk in my ways. Hallelujah. So we have been taken out of darkness. We have been transferred into the kingdom of his son. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. You've been transferred into the kingdom of his son. So where are we heading to? We're heading to Mount Zion and we're heading to the city of the king. What Jerusalem am I looking to? When I go and walk around the streets of Jerusalem down the road, you know, my heart is broken when I see the wickedness and everything that's going on. I don't want to look at a picture of Jerusalem with uh, the Dome of the Rock some Muslim, uh, you know, shrine on top of supposedly the Temple Mount. That's not what I want to look at. That's not the picture I want to see. I want to see the Jerusalem of above, the Jerusalem of the kingdom. So we don't want that which is birthed from the fleshly seed, but we want that which is born of the promise, the spiritual seed. We need to walk in Yeshua. Those who walk in the flesh will not inherit the promise. But those who walk in the promise, in the spirit, we will inherit the blessings of the kingdom of Yehovah. Hallelujah. So that's what I wanted to share with you tonight, just opening uh, up on this uh, topic. Um, for the kingdom of Elohim does not consist of talk, but in power. First Corinthians chapter 4, uh, Paul speaking. You know, I can come to you in, in uh, feeble words. I might not even be able to speak, but let me come with the power of the Holy Spirit and see the manifestation of the kingdom. That's what we need. And that's why we've taken moments to say, listen, are you, are you hurt and are you broken? Do you feel like you're all alone? Do you feel like you've been trying to do things in the flesh, trying to do things your way? Then hear the word of Yehovah. This is your day to see the change come forth. This is your day to see the victory in Yehovah. This is the hour. Stop living a life where you're trying to work it all out in your own strength and submit to him. 
put your sail up and let him carry you where he has called you to be so that you will see the fullness of the blessings of Yehovah. Thank you, Father. Father, I want to thank you for this day. I thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you, Yeshua, for what you have given us. And as we look at the Torah, Father, will you help us to see through the eyes of Messiah? Will you help us to bring out the promises and the goodness of who Yeshua is within the Torah? May we not be tangled up with that which will kill, but we will be tangled up with that which will bring forth the blessing based on the promise. So, Father, I speak forth life today. I proclaim life in Yeshua's name. May your life come forth right now in Yeshua's name. May your salvation, may your deliverance come forth within our hearts today in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with this word today. If you have, I want to encourage you. We've got our new newsletter out. You'll see it in the, the header, at least I think it's in the header of uh, the feed on YouTube and also, yeah, it is there um, in uh, Facebook feeds as well. Just click on that. Enjoy this month's newsletter uh, and I hope it will encourage you. If you've got testimonies, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and you want to share those testimonies with the community, then write in those testimonies either to myself, Kenny at buildthoseoffaith.com or to Esther, uh, Esther at buildthoseoffaith.com and, uh, you know, we will consider your testimony for the next newsletter coming out in a few weeks. Um, but what a blessing it is to share with each other. Um, you know, we've got lots of resources on buildthoseoffaith.com as well. You can go on there and find different teachings on there that I hope will be a blessing and encouragement to you. And if you want to support the ministry, I encourage you to do it, especially at this time. What are we doing? We are gearing up to get out and evangelize and take teams on the streets and train people in evangelism. And I'm asking you to sow into that. Uh, plant a seed and say, Father, I want to give into that uh, to make a difference. And, and listen, if you do not have, I'm not talking to you. You know, we want to freely give everything that we do. It is free of charge. But if you are called to support the ministry, to be a blessing so that we can give the gospel free of charge, that we can train, equip free of charge. That's our goal, that the provision will be there. Where there is vision, there will be provision. Hallelujah. So if you want to give, you can do that. Bulldozeoffaith.com forward. Uh, yeah, in fact, the link's in the top. It's member.bulldozeoffaith.com forward slash give. If you're listening on podcast, welcome. We appreciate you for joining with us as well. As the feeds go out on multiple channels, uh, just take a moment to email us and share where you're listening from, and we appreciate you joining with us as well. Okay, guys, thanks for joining with us this Shabbat. Remember, tomorrow there is no uh, Crossing Point Global Community Zoom call. Uh, it will be the following week, and I hope you understand, and uh, I just need to step back and have a day out. But be blessed and encouraged. Shavua Tov. Have a blessed week in Messiah. Until next time, Shabbat Shalom.